Hey, darling. Welcome to the She's a Creative podcast. Are you a female creative who wants to own your purpose and dominate your creative business? Then this is the podcast for you. I'm Kay, your host and guide to help you on your way to creative freedom and success. Hey, boo, hey. Real quick, before we get started with today's episode, I just want to let y'all know that it is sponsored by the Mind Your Business Series event on March 23rd in Atlanta, Georgia. Y'all, stop playing with me and get your ticket. This event is for all my female creative entrepreneurs who want action steps. You want the actions, honey, to help you reach your next level in your business. We're focusing on the business that pays us all 2019. So y'all definitely want to come through for this. We have a full um, panel of speakers. We have another panel actually, which is really exciting. And I'm just excited about all the topics that we're going to be talking about at this event from social media, for your business to pricing your business for a profit, there's going to be amazing tips and an amazing lineup of speakers. So come on, y'all, take some inspired action and get your ticket. Come hang out with me on March 23rd in Atlanta. Early bird tickets are on sale now at she's a creative.com forward slash MYB series. That is she's a creative.com forward slash MYB series. See you there. <laughs> Really quick before we start the episode, I promise this is the last time I'm going to interrupt, but I just want to say that this episode is talking about a very sensitive topic. Um, We are going to be talking about human trafficking, so um, just be mindful. This may trigger some things for some people. Um, We don't talk about anything crazy, but I just want to make that apparent up front on the conversation that we are having today. Please feel free to go and support this organization. It is just one and that's the number one dot org. Just one dot org. We can save just one person. We can help in human trafficking one person at a time. And so I really am excited about sharing this mission and this cause. And if you feel led to help and support in any kind of way, definitely do so after you listen to this episode. Again, it is just one dot org. All right. Hey, boo. Hey. So today we have Caitlin Crane. She is um, the owner of or the founder of the nonprofit Just One. So I'm super excited to talk to her about just having a nonprofit and all that good jazz. So welcome, Caitlin. Thank you so much, Kay. It's so fun to be on here with you. Yes, yes. I'm so excited. I've been kind of following you on Instagram and um, I'm so glad that we were finally able to connect and do this episode. So yeah. So just tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, Tell us about Just One and all that good jazz. Yeah, for sure. Well, I was born and raised in Noonan, Georgia, kind of a small town that's become a big town. (laughs) And um, I'm a worship leader, a photographer, and then I founded Just One in 2013. So, but for fun, like I love songwriting, I love hiking, and just also landscape photography when I get the chance. So, um, but Just One is a nonprofit organization that works to end modern day slavery through prevention, um, intervention, and uh, aftercare. So right now we are working in Kenya and in the States. Um, In Kenya, we are working on building a safe house project. Um, We've partnered with a couple of missionaries there that rescue children um, that are just facing oppression or being forced into childhood marriage there, which is kind of practiced in a, in a tradition in certain communities in Kenya. Um, so these missionaries just bring these kids in and take care of them, put in, put them in school, um, teach them life skills. So but they needed a new safe house, a, a larger place to be able to take care of these children. So we came alongside and said, hey, we want to help. And um, 
just do some fundraising on the state side of things. And so we're doing that, super excited to, to get that going. And also locally, we're working on a prevention program. So that's just awareness and it's education of how to guard against the dangers of human trafficking to take into schools and churches, businesses, really anywhere we can get in and, and teach this. So yeah, that's a little bit of a summary of what we do and, and myself. So. Wow. I mean, that's really amazing. Like just tackling such a huge and serious issue like that. I think that people forget that that still exists and like that's still a thing. Um, and so it's, I think it's just amazing that you decided to start this organization. Um, so what made you like actually decide to start Just One? Like, why did you decide to do this? Yeah, for sure. Um, it was a long process. It really started for me when I was 14. I remember that's the first time I heard the story of a 14-year-old girl in India who had been trafficked and then rescued. But just um, I just remember hearing the effects that that terrible, horrific experience had had on her and kind of realizing that she could have been me, like I could have been her. And connecting with that in my little 14-year-old heart <laughs> and just going, I don't know what – you know, how I can ever make a difference in this, but I, I want to somehow in some way. And, and God just kept that seed planted in my heart for several years. And in 2012, um, actually at a passion conference, I don't know if you've heard of yeah. with Louis Giglio and um, they really sh started talking about the issue of human trafficking. And it really just, again, kind of sparked something in my heart. And I knew I wanted to, to do something and be a part of fighting this. So that was probably about a year, year and a half later, I finally decided, okay, this is what I want to do for the long run. And um, the reason why, honestly, just goes back to when I was 14. And that personal connection, like every person, every child, every man and woman deserves a chance to, to be free and to get to live the life that they were made for. And so that's why I started it. And to this day, um, yeah, that's still my desire and reason I want to do this work. Wow. Wow. That was really amazing. And I mean, especially like just talking about such a personal connection, like when you heard about the 14 year old girl, like I think sometimes we forget that we could like at any moment something could happen and we would be in a in a similar situation and as tragic as that is it's important for us to have that awareness and kind of safeguard ourselves and our children and you know sisters like just everyone around us to just safeguard ourselves against you know those kind of things so i know that earlier you kind of mentioned that there were kind of three different things that you focus on could you talk a little more about what that is or like what do you do yeah, absolutely. Um, so when it comes to the, the Safe House Project in Kenya, of course, once that's built, hopefully in the next year, um, really hopefully in the next six months, you, there's always a bunch of red tape and things we have to work through to get those types of things moving. Of course. But, um, we are launching a sponsorship program for the 21 children that these two missionaries are already taking care of, but that will be in the Safe House once it's built. And so the sponsorship program really gives people the opportunity to have more of a personal um, connection and, and involvement of where they see like this is where my funds are directly going to help this child. Wow. Um, 
And, and I've just seen, even in 2014, I went to Kenya and visited with one of the missionaries we're partnered with and got to spend a couple of weeks with two of the girls that she had rescued. Um, and these girls... I'm telling you, there's so much joy. Like we had so much fun. We one time we were just um, in the living room, and I had you know my iPhone at the time, and it's probably the first time I really had ever played with one of those. We were just taking selfies, and they you know were queens of making funny faces <laughs> for the selfies. So, um, but just their joy, and you could see despite what they had been through, because both of them had had traumatic. Um, you know, both have been through physical abuse in their childhood from like their father, um, and then they were both going to be forced to be sold into marriage. To it's usually about a fifty to seventy year old man in Kenya, wow. um, and both were around the age of twelve. And when they found that out and decided to run away because they had heard of this missionary that takes in um, girls and, and rescues them from those situations. So, anyways, I've just personally cut to see like the impact of what sponsoring these children, giving them ch- the chance of a new life mm-hmm. uh, can really have on their lives. So that's one thing we're doing. And also on the prevention side here in the States, like I said, really just raising awareness. Um, a lot of people think that human trafficking is something that just happens in third world countries. Um, but it's something, and it, the awareness is growing, but it's something that happens in our own cities even in our own towns. Um, So it's so important for adults, for parents, for the workforce, and for young people to know um, the tools and tactics that traffickers use to learn their victims and to also know even what traffickers are looking for when they're kind of choosing who they're going to target. And then to really our presentations will provide very practical ways of how to protect yourself um, from being like a, a target. And and then if you start noticing something is up in a situation, like something doesn't seem quite right, you know, this is how you, what this is what you do. So that's what our prevention program will do. It's on our website. There's more information, um, just one.org backslash um, I am no victim dot com dot yeah I already said dot org so (laughs) yeah so that's such an important thing awareness in education is really powerful and until we can stop the cycle of trafficking from starting then I don't think we're ever going to fully stop it right the way to prevent it and stop that is is prevention so yeah, we have a great video we produced and, and recorded that's on our website that goes hand-in-hand hand with this and just depicts um, a story of two girls and something that especially young people can kind of picture themselves in that scenario and see, oh, that girl is on Instagram talking to a guy that she didn't know, um, and she didn't see that something was kind of up with the situation. You know, so really just wanting people to go, hmm, maybe we should – just be a little careful and, and not always think that some of the things like social media is just, oh, traffickers mm-hmm. would never use that, you know? So, yeah. You just actually reminded me because I actually saw your video. That's what, that's what made me reach out to you is I saw that video and I was like, wow, you know, that it was just really insightful. And so, yeah, I definitely hope that people go and check it out so they can see that at justorg or just one.org. Just one.org. And it's the number one. So just number one dot work. No. Okay. What made you um, come up with that name? 
It's a great question. Um, so kind of our motto per se is ending slavery one life at a time. And for me, I just remember when I first found out that there is, you know, an estimated 20 million to 40 million people trapped in slavery around the world today. And it's, it's really hard. You see a lot of different numbers floating around. Um, but the bottom line is, is it's millions of people. Right. And, um, and that was just really overwhelming for me. <laughs> like, how can I make a dent in, you know, and, something that's so big such a such a big issue in our world and I was like you know what if I can just save the life of one person give them the chance to be free to follow their dreams to get to be kids you know whatever the story of the person is um that each of those millions of people they have a face and a name and they're a person so it's really just bringing it back down to the one and to, to that one, freedom will mean everything. So that's where the name came from. <laughs> ah, that was beautiful. Wow. That's really, um, I never thought, I mean, I kept hearing you say just one and I was like, okay, what does this mean? What does this mean? But yeah. I like how you're just like, if you can just help one person, like if you could just make a difference for one girl, one guy, you know, and I think another thing people don't realize is that men can be trafficked just as well. Like it's Absolutely. not just, you know, women. And so, you know, yeah. I think it's important for everyone to kind of be, you know, mindful. And so with your prevention, um, is, is the video just on your website or is it anywhere else? It's also on our Facebook, um, so you can search for Just One uh, in the Facebook search. If it doesn't come up, it's facebook.com backslash Just One International. Um, and yes, that is, it's on there. We really use Facebook to push it out, and that it did a pretty good job of doing that. So <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> but that's an easy way to share it um, straight from our Facebook page, so... Awesome. Awesome. So um, I know you were talking about like the numbers and how it's overwhelming. And so I just wanted to know, like, how do you kind of overcome the emotions that get attached to not only running a nonprofit, but running one that has such a, you know, huge message behind it? Yes, that's a great question. I would say it has been a challenge at times, um, especially since this work is can can get heavy emotionally it's being immersed daily in fighting something so dark it's almost impossible to not let, let it affect you um and kind of weigh me down sometimes but for me something that's helped me the most in overcoming that is focusing on what i'm fighting for not what i'm fighting against mm. and what i'm fighting for is is that freedom for the one that hope you know that new life that new chance um, and, and not fighting so much against just the darkness and the slavery and the bondage and the abuse and, and all of that we have to be very aware of because obviously that's what's happening. Mm -hmm. But really focusing on the chance of someone, you know, getting that redemption and the hope and life that comes from that. So that's really helped me a lot. And we even, <laughs> we even, when we went through our rebranding, because we've done that a couple of times, lear learning as I'm going here, <laughs> um, our first uh, logos and, and even look and colors was a lot kind of more darker, seemed to represent more of the slavery bondage side. But when we rebranded a few years ago, I was like, nope, I want it to represent freedom and the life and the hope. Um, so more color and, you know, just a way to represent that. So that, that even helps. That's almost a reminder to me. Like that's what this is about. It's stories like the girl in Kenya, uh, her name's Saibuku, that 
laughing, taking selfies together, her talking about wanting to be a lawyer one day. Mm -hmm. um, her literally, I walked past the room she was staying in and the door was cracked a little bit and she was praying for, for me and for the missionary and for everyone that was there spending time with her. And it was the most genuine, sweet, heartfelt prayer I've ever heard. Um, so that's what I'm fighting for and girls to be able to experience life like she has. So that has helped a lot, but I'll also say some practical things. <laughs> it's helped me get out of kind of my head and emotional space. Even it's not just, obviously you've got the challenges of this, the nature of this work, but running a nonprofit and um, just the admin side and sometimes kind of feeling like alone in this and the challenges fundraising, all of those types of things. Um, it really helps me to do physical activity. So whether that's working out, getting outside, going hiking, um, or watching a comedy, making me laugh, you know, <laughs> things like that has been, sounds simple, but prioritizing making time for, for that, you know, on a, at least a weekly basis, um, hanging with friends, of course, <laughs> those things have helped as well. Nice, nice. And I mean, I, I'm, you kind of touched on something that I was going to ask next, which has kind of been like, what's your biggest struggle? And so um, I heard you mention like fundraising and just kind of feeling like you are alone and all this. So like, what are some things that like, if someone else was running a nonprofit, like, how would you tell them to best kind of overcome the obstacle of like, you know, fundraising? That's obviously a, a big deal when you're having a nonprofit and stuff. So like, have you been able to kind of navigate those struggles? And you know, what are some struggles that you found a way to personally get through it? Yeah, for sure. I would say one of the biggest struggles for me actually has been just believing I'm the right person for this job. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and I think a lot of people can relate to that, whatever kind of job you're in, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a creative, um, if you're starting a nonprofit or a business, whatever it might be, even if you work, you know, just a corporate job somewhere, <laughs> the challenges of like, I can do this, believing, believing in myself, believing that I'm capable and even the things that I don't know, I can learn. I can grow in um, so I've really had to just a lot of times remind myself of some of those simple things and there's there's been a few things that have really helped me um, in the day-to-day -day, just not get stuck <laughs> and one of those things has been doing the best that I can with what I have mm -hmm. so whatever resources are at my disposal at the moment and I'm talking even super like um, basic even admin stuff or graphic design or I'm not a graphic designer but I've had to be <laughs> running a nonprofit um, I think a lot of small business owners can probably relate <laughs> yes definitely <laughs> I'll tell y'all canva.com oh you. my gosh <laughs> they have saved my life <laughs> yes <laughs> canva is definitely big <laughs> So helpful for graphic design and templates that are already built for you. Um, but something like that where, you know, this is what's at my disposal. I'm going to make use of it. And, and that's, that's great. Like that's the best that I can do right now. And then trusting God and um, stretching myself and always, you know, don't be afraid to like ask people for help. If you know a friend or someone that has expertise in a certain area, yeah, the worst that can happen is they just say, hey, I, I can't do that right now. But um, one, you can either ask them for help and if they're not able to donate their time, maybe you can find something to um, like a service that you can exchange, mm -hmm. like my photography occasionally. And be like, hey, I'll take some pictures for you. Can you help me with my website? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. 
things like that. Um, another thing that's helped a lot is just throwing perfection out the window. I don't know, yes. are you a perfectionist at all? Yes, no? Yeah, I, I can be a little bit of one, um, but especially just in this area, like I want to do the best I can. So at times I have to go, Caitlin, that's good enough. You need to <laughs> not spend three more hours on that, say that it's done, you know, post that to social media, send that email out, make this phone call and try to, you know, get into whether it's a church or a school because I've been working on this presentation literally for probably about five months. Oh, wow. (laughs) It's great. It's pretty, you know, the full presentation is about at least 30 minutes long, um, which isn't super long, but it's got a lot of content in it. And so it's taken time to refine, but it has come to the point where I'm like, okay, it's now at a place where I can go and take it places <laughs> and, and add and change it as, as needed, you know, and as I learn maybe some missing pieces that might be there. So, and then another thing is I ask a lot of questions. I have asked so many people, there's tons of questions. How do you do this? What's worked for you? Um, just a way to learn from others is, is so good. And then of course, like believing in yourself. Um, that's a big one. And I think we tend to underestimate ourselves and what we are capable of. Uh, And so when it comes to like fundraising, you mentioned that that's a big one because that's a challenge. And and anyone, even you talk to pastors, you talk to nonprofit leaders, you talk to someone that's just a fundraiser for his profession, you know, um, it, it can be, it's hard to ask people for money, but I remember, I think it was my pastor told me, you know, unless if you can get up on a stage or wherever, get in front of people and ask them for money for what it is that you are doing or that you believe in, um, then don't do it. Oh. <laughs> and I, was, I was like, whoa, okay. Wow, okay. <laughs> but it's true because at the root of it, like, you know, in this work, it's, I'm not asking for myself. Mm -hmm. I'll be honest and say, I have to remind myself of that because it feels like I'm asking for myself, but I'm asking for those 21 children in Kenya that, that need, you know, people to come alongside and say, Hey, we're going to help you go to school. We're going to help put the food on your table, you know? Um, so remembering why I'm asking that's been really helpful in fundraising and just, just being bold. I mean, the worst that, can happen if someone says no I'm sorry <laughs> you know yeah. that's really not so bad is it um so and then the last thing is just being persistent it's like not giving up you know I know that's so yeah. basic but I can not count on both my hands anymore how many times I've wanted to give up I mean it's been too many times to count basically um but just again it really does come back to that why um I feel like that's kind of almost a trend these days, like, why do you do what you do? But I think it's actually really good. I'm glad that that's a question that people ask now, Um, because it is easy to get so caught up in the day-to-day and kind of the tasks that we almost forget why we're doing it and the purpose. And that's what keeps us going when we are tired, when we don't know what to do, or we've had a a lot of doors shut in our face, you know, um, sometimes when a door is shut, that's when we need to keep pushing because there might be another door that's just about to open, um, even better than the one before. And I've seen that happen so many times in fundraising and in just connecting with strategic people and things like that. So, ah, you hit on so many things I can't even like <laughs> think straight right. Now. Oh, sorry, my brain gets going, and then 
I mean, but I really like that you, like the things that you're sharing, like it might seem like, oh, you know, that's something simple, like, you know, being persistent and, you know, asking questions and, you know, trading if you can't offer, you know, money, but you can offer like some kind of service or your Mm -hmm. time or whatever. I think that people don't realize like it's those simple things that regardless of if you're in, you know, a nonprofit or if you're an entrepreneur, you know, and you're for profit, like it doesn't matter. These are things that you need to overcome any kind of struggles and obstacles that you're going to go through. So I like seeing how you use those things that like, yeah, we talk about that, you know, as entrepreneurs, but like, it's the same thing if you have a nonprofit or even if you're working for someone else, you're going to have to have that same kind of tenacity and that drive. So, I mean, that's like really amazing just to see kind of the parallels between the two. Yes. Um, And then, you know, just kind of like you explaining like, you know, if you can't give someone money for it, that doesn't mean you shouldn't ask. It doesn't mean that you have to sit here and stress about it, you know, and perfection, it's, it's not necessary. Like I am definitely a perfectionist, but through this journey, I've realized like you cannot sit here and just focus all the time. Like, Oh, it has to be perfect. Like it's never going to be perfect. Just move on. Like, (laughs) just move on. Yes. So that was, that was really good. Like I hope people really just grabbed a lot from that little section right there. Cause that was pure gold. <laughs> that was pure gold. Um, so since we're kind of talking about like parallels between, um, you know, the, the nonprofit realm and, you know, just for-profit realm, um, how do you think that as entrepreneurs and as creatives, how do you think that we can like incorporate these social justice issues and causes into our businesses? That's a really good question. You have great questions. Um, <laughs> I would say you can use your platforms, whatever that might be. That might be social media, email, um, even just your face-to-face interactions with your clients to educate and bring awareness to social justice causes. And there's a lot out there, so I would um, almost turn the question around and, and say, like, what is it that is on your heart that does connect with you? Because people are going to champion and promote a cause that they connect with you know and and we can't it's okay that we don't all connect with all of them mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and there's a reason like it's good to be able to narrow it down to, to a few maybe or one and just say hey I'm going to champion this cause but um so I'd say if it's social media one let me back up actually a little bit find a specific organization maybe do a little bit of digging um that you can really get behind and say, how can I help you? Um, I've seen some small businesses that even have done like giveaways with an organization, but it's kind of driving traffic to both. So it's actually helping the small business and the nonprofit at the same time. And maybe they're giving away just one of their products that they sell, whatever that might be. Um, And I think seeing that really be cool just also just combining like communities you know that this nonprofit and this small business world can intertwine <laughs> you know they don't have to be separate um, but you can also just use your platforms to you know share repost some of the content from different social justice nonprofits so like mine I'm we're posting things um, related to the prevention side so how to protect and guard yourself against the dangers of trafficking you know so small businesses could go and say hey we're just kind of partnering with this nonprofit and here's some really helpful information they're putting out there that we just wanted to share with our client base. Um, And then of course you can also uh, partner financially with nonprofits even. I know a lot of small business owners and entrepreneurs or creators be like, "Um, I'm just trying to keep my lights on. (laughs) I can relate as a photographer and have done that just kind of on this side over the years. Like 
Yes, that's a real place. But even if it's just a small percentage or a small donation, um, I think there's an opportunity to, like, your clients will love that and see that, oh, and they're either buying this product from you or um, the service from you, that it, a little part of it is going to support this certain cause. And that also kind of opens of the opportunity to have a conversation with that client about this cause. So there you're doing awareness work and prevention work. It, it all depends on the social justice cause that you're supporting. But um, yeah, there's, those are just a few ideas. And I really think finding, um, especially, you know, finding some of the smaller nonprofits that are out there, because obviously there's the, the really big ones that are doing incredible work and we need them. Um, and they do have you know, stellar graphic design artists on staff and they've, they've got a, the marketing people and, you know, so they've kind of got all the resources for the most part that they need. Um, but there's some small nonprofits out there and I'm not even just talking about my own, ones that are running safe houses like here in Georgia where I live. I know of a, a, quite a few. Um, it, you might not even be able to find them on Instagram, but their staff is just devoted full time to investing in the lives of the girls that they're rescuing. Um, so people like that, you can really champion and, and even help contribute, kind of come alongside. It's like, hey, we're doing this this uh, smaller, whether it's business or nonprofit thing together um, and find out just how you can help them. So send them an email, give them a call. They would you know, love that opportunity to work together. Yes, thank you so much for that and just sharing that because I think that, um, you know, especially as creatives and entrepreneurs, I think that we can add so much value by, like you said, partnering and championing with nonprofit organizations. And if it's, you know, it, it can be just one, just one organization. Hey, that was nice. Just one. <laughs> but- <laughs> you know to find like one organization that you really can identify with and resonate with and that you can kind of share you know your use your platform to share also what they're doing you know and I think that'll just make you feel better as a person because it's like wow you know not only am I you know building my own community or whatever but I'm also helping a community that needs help and in, in, you know in whatever capacity that is so thank you so much for for just sharing that portion and I wanted to ask like this is a bit of a personal question well not personal but dealing with your nonprofit in particular. Um, so are you full-time with your nonprofit and do you have a team? Cool. Yeah, I am not full-time at the moment. I started doing it full-time this year and then in June I got a part-time job with another nonprofit called True North Freedom Project and, um, and they're incredible. They're here in Atlanta as well. So that's been awesome. Just it, you will see anyone who's in the nonprofit world, especially the smaller ones, it takes time before, you know, you're able to bring on full-time salary positions. And so this is my passion. It's what I love doing. I'm going to do it whether I'm getting a paycheck or not. And at the moment, I'm not. <laughs> and so it's it's definitely a blessing to be able to do it, even, even though there's not that there. But working towards it is we're just building up our base and hoping to go full-time, you know, within the next year for sure. Wonderful, wonderful. And um, I want to give you a moment to ask for what you need. So is there a particular position or, um, you know, some, some, how can someone donate their time to you? Like, what, what do you need right now? Awesome. I need a graphic designer. <laughs> <laughs> if I haven't mentioned it, I figured that was something. Like, you keep saying it. <laughs> <laughs> someone, graphic design, social media, 
guru, you know, um, any of those things. I'm really starting to focus my work outward and will be going to speak more and do these prevention um, things. So, yeah, that would be super helpful. Any kind of admin help. There's, there's obviously ways you can just help us by going on our Facebook and sharing the video we were talking about. It's literally pinned to the top of our Facebook. Super easy to find. Um, you can go on our website just to stay connected with us and sign up with, for a newsletter um, and also get the links to all of our social media platforms on our website. Um, and then another thing is you can also host a, a presentation. So that is something, like I said, will come to businesses, churches, uh, schools, so if you have either any connections or, you know, it's one that you would like to host yourself, it's just a great way to um, educate yourself and the people kind of in your circle on how to guard against those dangers of trafficking. Um, and then another thing, of course, is just if you would like to partner with us financially, there's not any donation that's too small, and that's really the truth. Um, and we are so excited about this sponsorship program that we've launched and the way to just, again, connect the people with the, the lives of those children. And so you can go online, justone.org, to, to sponsor a child as well. But feel free to just reach out to me with any questions. I mean, our, our contact info is on our website, and you can volunteer there. But there, there's a place for everyone, I promise. <laughs> so, yeah. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for that. So really quickly before we finish this, I just want to do a rapid fire round where I'm going to ask five questions and you just answer the first thing that comes to mind. <laughs> Are you yes. ready? Yes. Okay. Number one, if you could buy any type of food right now, what would it be? Chocolate chip cookie dough ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Does that count as food? <laughs> that totally counts. I mean, because mine is always cereal, so I totally get it. Okay, good, good. <laughs> Who do you admire the most? Oh, first person that came to mind was Christine Kane. Um, but that's, that's kind of because what we're talking about. She started A21, which is a very large international anti-trafficking organization. But she was the speaker at Passion Conference the year that they first started talking about this. And really just her, her message just pierced my heart, literally, yeah. <laughs> and uh, inspired me to get involved in this work. So Okay. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Number three, describe yourself in three words. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I know. That one's always a hard one. I, I always feel bad about asking it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, I would say passionate. <laughs> um, uh, three words. Dang it. Passionate and driven. Um, and pretty simple. I'd say simple. And I say that just because I love the little things um, in life. It's like a... The, Chocolate chip cookie dough ice cream <laughs> literally makes me yeah, so happy. Like the but, little delights. <laughs> yes, the little delights. Just hanging out with family, you know. It's and sometimes when we're involved in so much in today's world, it's just it's really nice to come home after a long day and whether that's just driving home to the sunset, you know, or it's coming home and chilling, watching a movie with family, like that's the best. So yeah, that's, that's the first three things that came to mind anyways. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I love it. I love it. That was perfect. That was perfect. Okay, number four. This is a little better. How many books have you read this year? Oh. Oh, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> Do you count how many books I've partially read this year? 
That works too. How many yeah. of you started? <laughs> I'm terrible at um, finishing books, I'll be honest, but I am currently reading probably about at least four books. <laughs> okay. Well, hopefully you can finish them before the end of the year. <laughs> Say a prayer for me. <laughs> and the last question, this is one that I ask everyone is, what does it mean to you to be a female creative? What does it mean to me? Um, I think it means to discover just what what your heart beats for. Um, that might sound super corny to some people. No, Sorry, no. I'm an artist. <laughs> <laughs> We're all artists here. So creative we minds. <laughs> yes. All the creatives out there said amen. Um, but yes, discover what your heart beats for. And no matter what it's going to take to, even if it's just doing it part-time, like what I'm doing right now, or doing it a few hours a week, um, or once a month, like just do it <laughs> and don't wait. Um, now's the time, you know, where we really aren't guaranteed tomorrow. So just go after that dream, that passion in your heart. Um, and I think just being, uh, I apologize, um, being in the female world, I, I, you know, I think we can do anything we set our minds to. And there's, there's no, I personally don't believe there's any glass ceilings. I think the only ceilings are the ones that we, kind of think that out are there so just whatever you want to do go after it and and there's nothing that can stop you so yes thank you so much thank you so much so really quick can you tell us how to follow you on social media and what is your uh, website just so that everybody is clear on how to follow you and stay in touch yes so on social media twitter and instagram it's just one intl so that's short for international. Um, and then personal one is uh, caitlin.crane. So, and then on our website, justone.org, and Facebook is uh, face, uh, Just One International. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and guys, for Just One, it's just J-U-S-T and the number one. So, yeah. so we got that one clear. And I'll put all your information in the show notes so that everybody can see and go and follow you and support you in whatever way possible. So Caitlin, I want to thank you so, so much for sharing um, your story and your nonprofit. And I really hope this encourages other people to, um, you know, if they're starting a nonprofit to keep pushing through it. And, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, so please, you know, support your small nonprofits and um, just support these social causes and add those to your businesses. So thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me. This has been so fun. I appreciate everything you're doing. Yes. Thank you so much. Well, until next time, I will talk to you soon. All right. Sounds good. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of the She's a Creative podcast. If you enjoyed this, let me know by sharing a review on iTunes or sending me a screenshot of you listening to this podcast and your favorite part. Go follow me on social media to get more inspiration, wisdom, and tips at She's a Creative podcast or at Mrs. K Hillman on Instagram. And check out the blog at she'sacreative.com. I love you creative darling so much. And until next time, keep building your creative dreams.